Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Never Too Late. It's your girl Shannon Kareem. Um, I hope everyone is doing well. Um, before we get into this episode, I just have a quick announcement and then I just kind of have a, a little bit of a setup before we get into what this episode is all about. So first of all, for announcements. Yes, I am so excited. Um, so I am on iTunes now. So um, I'm, I'm still on SoundCloud, but I'm SoundCloud, but I'm also on iTunes. So you can find me on It's Never Too Late, and it's the number two late. And also, I have an Instagram page, and my Instagram is n2l underscore never underscore two underscore late, and it's the number two. So to my two to five subscribers and followers. I have some more social media that you can go on out there and, you know, follow me and keep up with me on. (laughs) And to my two to five followers, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for taking time to listen. Thank you for taking time to follow, subscribe, Um, any support, email, anything support that you've given me. I I really thank you. And look, I laugh and joke about the two to five, but I heard someone say one time to, and they were talking to somebody who was a singer, but they were like, you, you need to sing in a room of five or six people like you are singing in a, a room of five to six thousand you know what I mean you when it comes to giving your gift or you know your passion or or whatever it is that you're doing you need to think big and give it your all so shoot I'm using that same mindset as it pertains to this podcast I probably only have my mother and my father and maybe two or three of my cousins listening to me but I'm gonna think as if there are 255,000 people listening to me (laughs) and I'm thankful for them all you know what I mean um I really I like doing this it's fun it takes me out of my comfort zone um and I'm learning so much so regardless of the numbers I'm just gonna keep on pressing and I hope in the midst of everything that I'm doing that something is said that help someone inspire someone or maybe encourage someone to do their own podcast and or you know do their own blog or whatever but um I'm grateful for you all which is really the point that I'm trying to make and please go out to my website into l4u.com and that's where you can find the links for YouTube for SoundCloud for iTunes now and for Instagram And I'm going to start doing uh, more blogging on my website, too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now into the episode for today. So today's episode, we're pretty much I just wanted to kind of go in the vein of, you know, because it's Valentine's Day and talk about love and relationships and things like that. Um, I submitted some questions and just to see if I could get any feedback. And I thank you to everyone who did take the time to send me answers to the questions. It was more than what I thought um, that I was going to get back. So when you listen to the episode, I had to kind of combine a lot of the answers. And then also I have a guest and that was just another perspective that I kind of wanted to bring in along with 
uh, the questions and everything. And really, this episode was just kind of like a free discussion. At the end of the day, um, myself um, and my guests, we're not experts and we're just we were just pretty much talking based off of our experiences and things like that. So hopefully something is said that maybe you can relate with or maybe, you know, something is said that might spark another conversation. Um, and also, I know that the individuals who sent me the answers to the questions, some of them were saying that they didn't mind if I said their name, but I went ahead and kept everybody anonymous just because uh, I just wanted to respect their privacy. But again, I just want to say thank you. And without further ado, we'll get into this uh, episode. Oh, one last thing too. Um, So this was my first time having a guest and um, just listening back to the episode. I know that I'm going to have to do a lot of tweaking. You know, I'm also being my own engineer. I'm my own producer. I'm my own engineer um, for this podcast and just listening to it. I'm like, oh, I need to do uh, some work, but I hope that, um, Other than all that, I I hope that you all get something out of uh, this episode. And I just want to thank you in advance for listening. Today, for this episode, I have a guest, um, a a near dear friend of mine, um, Mr. Anthony. Do you want me to say your last name or no? You can. Okay. Anthony Bryant. Um, We've known each other for how long have we? Uh, Maybe gone on. 15 to 16 years, yeah, or even more. Yeah. Years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I just figured that, you know, people are probably getting tired of just hearing my voice. So I thought it would be nice to, um, you know, bring on a friend and, and especially for this particular topic that we're going to talk about today. So in the spirit of Valentine's Day, um, which is coming up soon this yes. week, um, I wanted the subject to be centered around love and relationships and things like that. So I sent out a series of questions to a few of my friends and just had them um answer them and the response that I got was pretty overwhelming and I'm grateful to everyone who did take the time to answer the questions but myself and Anthony we're just gonna kind of go through the questions and um you know kind of give our little take on it we neither one of us are like relationship experts or anything like that this is just our opinion our opinion only so um that's it. All right. So let's start with the first question. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, the first question was, so this was really geared to people who have started relationships either later in life or after a divorce or separation or widowed or if they even started um, a relationship. Okay. So the first question was, did your thoughts on loving relationships change after your separation or divorce? Um, one individual said that their thoughts on relationship did did change, um, but it was because they were older and their needs changed as a woman. Um, one individual said that their thoughts um, didn't change, um, but let me see, what did I say? No, their thoughts on love and relationship didn't change, but they just knew they married the wrong person mm-hmm. um, and that they didn't follow like God's plan as far as marriage and everything. And then someone else said that, that their thoughts did change, um, but they reviewed it. They viewed it as like a life lesson. It was just something that they had to learn, something that they had to go through. Um, and that was it. So what's your opinion on that? Do yeah. you think people's 
views on relationships change after they get a divorce, separation, whatever? Well, I'm going to speak on um, my personal experience because, you know, like you said, everybody have their own opinions mm-hmm. and different experiences that it goes. So number one, um, I've never been married, mm-hmm. but I have been in relationships, mm-hmm. um, been in relationships where um, I've loved the person, but I didn't get that same love back mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. They loved me and I didn't give them that love back. Um, never been in a relationship where the love was on the same level. Uh-huh. You're into me as I'm into you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I read this question, you know, I, I thought about it and uh, really there's no specific definition for love. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. And it comes with so much within, mm-hmm. um, you know, I never experienced love on the same level. Um, you know, you into me as much as I'm into you. Mm-hmm. But after relationships, it did change my thought on mm-hmm. love. Um it gave me like a guard. I place a guard up because I've been hurt mm-hmm. and torn so much with my heart until I'm not willing to let that happen again. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking like that, you know, you are a bit hesitant in falling in love again because, you know, if it don't work out, mm-hmm. you're going to experience that same hurt and that same torn again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yes, my thoughts changed and a big guard went up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting too. like when I was like talking to and like getting the responses, especially from these individuals who have been married before that their because I thought that their responses was going to be. I don't know how to say it's kind of different from like just being in a normal just boyfriend, girlfriend type relationship, right. you know, because marriage is like a lot I mean, it's a, a different type of connection, I think so. And I've heard people even say that like a divorce kind of feels like death, you know. Right. Um, so I was surprised at some of their um, answers because I could relate just being in a regular boyfriend, girlfriend relationship that, um, you know, you do kind of sometimes view love differently. Um, and you look at all the things that you might have done wrong or even what the other person might have done or whatever. And um, just how just relationship just shape our mentality about, yeah. you know what I'm saying? How yeah. another person in your life can have that much you know, control over whatever, how you feel and things like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. For okay. So for the next question, the next question was, if you have remarried or if you're considering it, how long did it take you? Were you nervous? Were you cautious? Or were you ready? And some of the responses I got were, um, you know, they didn't think that they would ever remarry, and they're not even considering remarrying. Um, someone else said that they they haven't remarried, and um, that they had discussed it, you know, with, like with their kids and everything about remarrying. Um, but they have a lot of emotions, you know, as far as even just beginning to date, not even going into remarrying, just dating is like a big deal for them. Um, and keep in mind, like I said, they have children. Um, but they have faith in God that, you know, God will lead them into to whoever it is that they're supposed to be with. <laughs> yeah. 
And another individual said they that, again, they're not considering marriage. Um, and they said this was interesting. This person said that they don't think that it would be strictly for love if they did remarry. Um, it would just be I'll say exactly what I said. It needs to make sense and be beneficial in other departments as well, not just love. Love was love is not enough for them to remarry. Okay. And um a marriage of convenience with a side a dish of love. So like love is like secondary to everything else. Wow. I know. And then another individual said that they haven't remarried, um, but it's not off the table. Mm-hmm. And but they would be cautious because they think they're spiritually and mature mature they're more spiritual and more mature now. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Well, um, like I said before, I've never been married, um, <clears throat> thought about it before, but um, wasn't ready to bring anybody into my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that my father used to always tell me uh, was like, son, um, and I'm going to quote from him. So excuse me. Um, I apologize for saying it like this, but I'm just going to say it exactly the way that he said you about to cuss on my podcast? Um, he said, do not bring anybody into your life unless you got your shit together. Oh, wow. Is how he said it. Okay. And what he was really saying was, make sure that you are uh, financially able, mm-hmm. stable. Um, you don't have any excessive bills. You know, you're not bringing somebody in while you're having, you're having heavy baggage yeah, yeah. because that's not fair mm-hmm. you know when you do something like that so I thought about it and I was not ready um, I had a lot of things to do personally myself mm-hmm. um, and I just think that before you make that decision to do that uh, that you want to make sure that you're all together Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people get married and they bring people into their lives and they know that they have all kind of stuff going on, but they're not honest with that person. Mm-hmm. And then that person finds out and then that could be a big impediment in their relationship, a big struggle. Um, so I just feel that you should be right. You should be ready and willing and have all of your ducks in a row mm-hmm. and uh, don't bring anyone in your life if you got shit. So, Okay. <laughs> Point blank period. So, okay. So I have a a question about that. Okay. So let's just, we're, none of us are perfect. Okay. And I don't, I believe that there are things that you can work on before, you know, getting married and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But there are still going to be some things that you're not going to know about yourself until you're with someone else. Okay, let me give you like case in point. Can I be transparent since, you know, I'm asking other people to do that. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, my last relationship, before we got together, I was single for like five, six years. Okay. And in that time I was quote unquote, you know, kind of getting my stuff together or whatever. And by the time we got together, I felt like I, for the most part, I had it together, but mind you, like I was just dealing with me. I didn't have another person to like bounce stuff off of, you know, right. like I felt like, okay, my attitude is good, but I had, I didn't have anybody else to reflect whether or not if my attitude was good. Cause I was just going off of just being by myself. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so and then like in the relationship, you know, I found out a lot of things about myself that, 
you know, I was just like, well, dang, I thought that I was already kind of past this or I had it together. Right. But like I said, I wasn't in a relationship. I was just dealing with myself. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how my what I had got comfortable with with myself. I didn't know how that was going to affect another person. So do do you think that it is really possible to kind of like have all your together do you know, like, or what's the standard? What's the standard? But you, you, you have to have this together right. before you get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, I can give you an example. I have a good friend who um, was thinking about getting married and he asked me, he was like, what do you think about me getting married? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, do you have all your affairs in order before you bring somebody into your life? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I know you. And I know that you um, have other female friends, mm-hmm. companions okay. um, who text you and you talk to them on the phone on a daily basis. You know, are you willing to at least give that up when you're going to bring your fiance in or you're getting ready to get married? I say, mind you now, you have a fiance, but you still have all of these female friends that she don't know about. Mm-hmm. And you think that it's cool for you to hang out with them, to talk to them, to give them advice. I said, that's not fair for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wasn't willing at that time to do that, but yet he still got married. So now you're bringing in someone and you know you have all of these friends who you're not, you know, willing to give up. And it became a conflict Mm -hmm. in their relationship because she, they go out on a date. She, meaning her, his wife, Mm -hmm. and his phone is going off texting and he's texting back and forth and he's on social media you know instagram liking their pictures on facebook liking their posts and he just could not get away from that Mm -hmm. and it you know posed a problem and they ended up getting a divorce because he thought it was cool to have his female friends Mm -hmm. um you know, and that wasn't cool at all. And then on the financial side, he had a lot of debt, mm. uh, student loans that he was still paying on. So a lot of stuff she had to get in her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was explaining to him, I was like, if you're the head of the household, you know, you need to make sure that you're able to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're not able to do that stuff when it comes down to the finances. So that you know they bumped heads with that as well so mm-hmm. when i say get your stuff in order i'm talking about all of that you got to be willing to let go mm-hmm. of those things that you used to do yeah. um because if you're going to be married it's just going to be you and your wife mm-hmm. if you have female friends you know she should know about them um you know if you taking your wife out you shouldn't be on the phone texting another female back and forth um you know hell i think if you she if if i'm married if i give my wife my phone she should be able to go through my phone mm, that's a, she yeah. should know my password yeah you know i should have nothing that i'm hiding from her mm-hmm. that's just my opinion wow um just sidebar on that so i was just listening to um do you know who devon franklin is never heard of he's him. a he's a minister i believe out in california he's married to um megan good um, oh, okay. Yeah, they have that book called The Wait, you know, because they waited to have sex before they got married. Mm-hmm. And he has another book out now, and it's it's geared towards men and it talks about the dog in men or something like that. But anyway, so he was just, I just heard him on another podcast and he was talking to them and he was like saying, 
um, as far as what sex is concerned, he was like, he would ask girls or people, hey, would you give your boyfriend or girlfriend the code to your phone? Like after y'all have only been dating for like a week or a month or something like that. And, you know, most people be like, nah. And he was like, well, then why would you, you know, give them your body or, or whatever? Wow. And that really had absolutely nothing to do with you just right. said but it, but when you said that about the phone mm-hmm. thing it just kind of um made me think of that but anyway yeah that's good stuff so i think that what we could probably resolve in that is that we understand we're not gonna all fully have it together right. but there are obvious things that you really need to get together before right. you think about you know whether it's marrying for the first time or remarrying exactly okay all right the next question. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you have decided to not get into another relationship, why not? And some of the answers was um, that they just weren't there yet, um, and maybe they had become like too independent. But it wasn't getting into another relationship. Wow. Really, was not like a priority for them. Right. I know you're going to say something about this paper, but anyway. No. Okay. And someone else said that. Um, because they're more career driven and that their child was their um, priority and mm-hmm. they just really didn't have enough wiggle room in their life for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then someone else said that um, they just aren't, they just haven't thought about getting into right. another relationship. And let me see here. Um, they just said that they're not ready. And right. They just said that they're not ready. So. Well, yeah. Well, you said independent, and right now, um, I can say for myself, I'm just enjoying my singleness. And I think after you've been single for years, mm-hmm. um, you become kind of selfish mm-hmm. because you know you know what you like in your house you know you know the peace of mind that you want to experience when you come home mm-hmm. um you got your set schedule of things that you do even down to watching tv shows you know um right now i have a lot of single friends mm-hmm. i call them my circle of singleness mm-hmm. and um we're single and satisfied mm-hmm. um um, I hear a lot of sad stories uh, in situations from other friends of mine who are married, mm-hmm. and um, I don't want that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hear about when they come home, how it's tension in the house. Even when I go visit them, you know, uh, they could have just gotten out of an argument about something that's just petty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I just hear a lot of, and this is just some of my friends, maybe I have the wrong friends as far as being married, (laughs) but they just, they just tell me about all of these stories that they go through. And, you know, they always say like, man, you just don't know how good you have it, you know, being single. Um, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking a piece of mind is priceless. Mm -hmm. When I go home, you know, I don't have to worry about, um, you know, arguing or whatever. Now, to be honest, you know, there are times when you kind of want somebody, mm-hmm. you know, especially during the holidays, mm-hmm. um, you know, Christmas and even Valentine's, you know, you wish you had that person, that significant other with you. Um, but you have to make a decision. Um, first of all, do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you love being single? Do you need somebody? Um, 
if you can answer that no mm-hmm. and you're content, um, you're fine. Yeah. But if you um, you know, feel unease and even kind of jealous because you see other couples out, then you know maybe you need to consider going out, getting back out there and dating. But um, being single is not um a disease. Uh, some <laughs> people in church. Well, you got that singleness. When you, yeah, when you go to different <laughs> ministries, you know, it's like if you're single, stand up, you know, and it's like something is wrong if you're single. Yeah. That's not the case. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of uh, successful single people. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to consider myself as being successful. Um, but just call me selfish, man. But a peace of mind is just priceless. At the end of the day, yeah. when you go home and you have a peace of mind and you don't have to worry about uh, different things that come with relationships. I'm not like saying marriage is bad mm-hmm. uh, because my parents been married for 55 years. Oh, wow. My brother been married for going on 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love their relationship mm-hmm. because uh, one thing that my dad would say whenever he walk into the house is like, where's my wife? Mm-hmm. And my brother says the same thing. Like, where's my wife? You know, like they're one. Mm-hmm. And those are times when I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, mm-hmm. I do desire to have that one day. Mm-hmm. But um, does it get me down? No, um, because I'm. I'm satisfied and I love myself and it took me a while to actually look in the mirror and say, you know what, Anthony Bryant, mm-hmm. you're a good guy. You got it together. Mm. Aww, so sweet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. Number four. Um, does time or age play a part in your ideas or decisions concerning love relationships? And uh, answer was, yes, I believe time and age play a part. At this age, um, this individual didn't want any more kids and um, they just want to be happy. And then someone else said that, yeah, there's a lot of crap out there and I don't even want to give it the time of day. <laughs> did they say crap? Yeah, they, yes, they okay. did. And then someone else said individual growth plays the biggest part in love relationships you have to know you who you really are and what you want and you can also be able to give that in return okay well my response to that was yes definitely age definitely plays a part because we are not getting younger um honestly you start thinking to yourself you know am i going to be single the rest of my life Mm. you know when you get a certain age but the flip side is if you are content with your answer then you will be just fine. Yeah. You know, if you're content with, okay, I'm single and that's cool. You're going to be okay. But if not, then it's time for you to kind of reconsider some things, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, um, pursuing. Um, I love to say pursuing because I think men should pursue the female. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what you want to do, then, you know, you need to get back out there mm-hmm. and, and do what you're doing. But, um, if you're content and you enjoy being single and you don't have any issues with living by yourself, um, doing things for yourself, um, one of my friends, uh, I had asked him one time, I said, what are you going to do today? And he said, well, I'm going to the movies and I'm going to dinner. And my response was, are you going by yourself? And he said, of course I am. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I couldn't imagine going to the movies or going out to dinner by myself. And he said, think about it, Anthony. He said, if you don't love yourself the most, 
you know, who's going to show you that love? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're single, do what makes you happy. Right. And when he told me that, I was like, wow. So now, if I want to go to Red Lobster or if I want to go to Outback, <laughs> you know, I'm there. Table for one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I enjoy myself. You know, I have no problem with that. Um, again, yes, it would be nice to share that with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to invite a friend, I will. But if I want to go alone and have my own downtime, um, I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. Being single, you got to have confidence in yourself. Right. And, you know, you have to be true to yourself and realize that if you sit around and wait for somebody else to make you happy, mm-hmm. um, that's not the way to live as a single person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just got to go out and do it yourself. True. Yeah. True. True. Um, I would say that... Um, Age does for like the question said, does age play a part in the decisions concerning like love and relationships and everything like that? For me now, it does. Um, I think that when I was younger, I really so there was like kind of like three phases that I went through when I was younger, like in my 20s and everything like that. I think I really did want to, um you know, be in a relationship and be married and everything like that. Uh, because at that time, that's when um, I started like really being in church and everything. And I saw a lot of successful marriage relationships and I had not really seen that a lot. And I was just like, oh, this is, I like how it looked on the outside. I'll say that I liked it. So, you know, when I was in my twenties, I really wanted to like be married. Then it got to a point where probably in my early 30s maybe to like probably 34 35 I was like I don't really care you know about getting married I actually didn't want to I was just like I'm good this is like I'm having the best time of my life um you know I was traveling a lot and just really getting to know myself and I really really liked it and um and then I think I just kind of was numb to the feeling. There was a period where I was kind of like numb to the feeling. I didn't really, you know. So those were those three phases. Now, recently, I I really don't, I really don't know. I, I really, I don't know how I feel about love and relationship. Because um, I really, hmm, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm happy with being single. Um, I'm happy with you know, taking this time for myself and, and, um, everything like that. I really, you know, but my expectation wasn't to be here, you know, right. you know, because like I said, you know, I just got out of a relationship and we were together for almost a year. So right. for me, it was like, Oh, this, the one, you know, we're, I'm, we're going to get married. And, right. you know, so my life in my mind was planned out with, him in mind but apparently he had something different on his agenda and so then I just was back at this point and so now I think that's where I am right now I'm just kind of figuring it out like like what I you know how do I feel about love and relationships now now that now that I think because at first you know how um it's I went through the normal things of a breakup you know, like at first I was like sad and depressed and that period lasted a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but I was just sad and depressed. And then I went through the period where I just wanted him to like fall off a bridge and get hit by a bus or something like that. Oh. And, you know, that period probably lasted a little bit longer than I needed to do. 
I did. <laughs> and then I was just like really numb. Right. And um, I think that's just where I am right now. I'm just kind of like numb and then just trying to, you know, figure it out, trying to, you know, get mm. back to me. And everything well, like you can, in a way, you can count that as a blessing also because, um, you know, we always talk about God has a specific person for you. Yeah. Um, if it is for you, if it's meant to be, it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know what the outcome could have been if, say, you did marry that person. Um, was it because you guys wanted it or was it God ordained? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be careful because I, I specifically think that God has someone for everyone. Right. Um, and then also when I think about love, um, you know, I believe in, in love, mm-hmm. um, but I'm thinking about Teddy Pendergrass right now when he said it's so good loving somebody mm-hmm. when somebody loves you back. Yeah. It's not 70-30, not 60-40, but it's 50-50 love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just all goes back to loving me as much as I love you. You're into me as much as I'm into you. Right. You know, you're excited to see my phone call just like I'm excited to see your phone call. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's going to be that way all of the time when you're in a marriage, but um, I just believe that love conquers all. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the greatest gift of them all is love, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, 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 I'm just not the one to say that there's not true love out there because I do believe that it is yeah. uh, because I've seen it in my family mm-hmm. um, and then I've not seen it in some of my friends who I think to myself if you taking these vows and you say you love this person and you see yourself uh, living without this person you know how can you treat somebody like that right. you know mm-hmm. um then again, you know, everybody says marriages are rough. You know, you're going to have your patches, which I understand, especially when um, somebody move in with you. You know, you've never been around this person. You don't know how this person acts in the summer or the winter. They could flip on you. Mm. You know, you don't know if their morning times are, you know, better than the evening times. You know what I'm saying? So you have to kind of just get to know a person, figure that person out. It takes a while to build that um, trust and bond that you two can share. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you're in love, man, you're going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Some kind of way, you're going to make it work. You guys going to pray together. You know, y'all going to work these things out because if I'm saying I'm in love with somebody and I want to spend the rest of their life, my life with them, and they want the same for me, um, we're going to work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. All right. Um, last question. Mm-hmm. Um, did you allow yourself to heal or forgive? And how long did that take? And uh, someone said they truly believe that they've allowed themselves to heal and forgive. And it took them like two years. Um, and then someone else said that um, they gave themselves time to heal and forgive and they, they weren't sure how long that it took, maybe a couple of years. Wow. And But, well, it took them longer to forgive. Healing took a few years, but it took them longer to actually forgive the person. Right. And I thought that was interesting how they, like, broke those two up, yeah. healing and forgiving. And then um, someone else said that um, it didn't take them that long as far as the healing and forgiving um, they went through the tough part emotionally by the time they actually decided to 
to split, you know, and so that's when like the the that they had already gone through the healing process okay. um, by the time everything was final. And this individual said that they were angry, um, but they did give themselves time to forgive and ask God to heal them and to open their heart to be able to give love. Hmm. So. Okay, well, for me, um, <clears throat> I've learned how to forgive quickly, but that forgetting and healing surely took a while. Mm. I mean, um, you know, you just can't forget when somebody hurts you. Yeah. You know, you can be cordial to that person, but you will never look at that person the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you absolutely done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, it, it just, you can forgive them because that's what the Bible says. You're supposed to forgive people in order to move on. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive them. But, um, in the back of your mind, you're still thinking about it and you kind of really don't trust that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an, an example. I have a friend who um, used to ask me all the time, can they borrow money? Like, can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? And I'll give it right back to you. I'll give it right back to you. Well, that right back to you never happened. You know, it's like they don't, if they say I'm getting paid on Friday and I give it right back to you, that Friday comes and they never give it back. So now, after I forgave that person for treating me wrong in that area, you know, like doing me wrong, like, look, I gave you money and you never did give it back when you said you was going to give it back. So now if that person asked me, can I borrow money? I said, no, you can't borrow money from me ever again. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll give you money if I have it to give, um, but I don't trust you enough that you're going to give my money back if you say you're going to borrow it. Mm-hmm. Um so that I just say that to say, you know, I can't forget that that person. Now I don't trust that person with my money. Mm-hmm. Same as love. If I gave you my love and in return you didn't give it back to me and you ended up hurting me, I don't trust you with my love. You're not worthy for me to love you again like that. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, I can never forget. I can forgive. Um, and that healing, man, it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. to heal but you can be healed um but it's just like a wound that just won't go away you know and even when that wound go away you still see that scar mm-hmm. and that scar going to remind you of how you got that scar yeah. you know um so to be completely healed um you know eventually you can it takes a while it just takes a while it does it's a a process yeah because some days you're up some days you think about it you're like oh my god i can't believe this Mm -hmm. that is so true and that you know the healing process was like in this recent relationship was something that i i didn't I didn't even think about, and to be honest, I wasn't even going to give myself time to, because like, you know, at, like, I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or before we started recording, but anyway, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to break up. I did not want to not be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I was like, we can work it out. And so then when we broke up, my mindset was still like, I want to be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, Okay, cool. That relationship's over. In my mind, I was like, "All right, put me in, coach. I'm I'm ready for the next thing." But I'm still, you know, like I said, depressed. I still right. like low key want him to choke on a bone and die. 
like, and I'm, I'm still going through all these emotions. <laughs> I'm still going through all these emotions, but I'm like, I want to be in another relationship. Right. All that was was just like, I was letting that wound just stay open, right. you know, and I just wanted to wrap it up with something temporary no. and then just keep it moving and everything. But you know, just recently, I was like, you have got to take yourself through the healing process, right. you know, because what Absolutely. you're going to do is bleed this over into another relationship right. and another guy is going to be punished for what happened in your last relationship. Right. And that's not going to be fair to him. Right. So, um, yeah, but I, I'm just being honest, that healing process, I wasn't I, I wasn't about that life. I just wanted to be in another relationship. And right. as far as forgiving um i don't think i'm there yet you know what i mean because i'm still kind of confused about the breakup mm -hmm. um and i feel like my life was on a you know a good path and then this individual came and just kind of wrecked right. it you know what i'm saying right. and that part is kind of hard for me to you know forgive you know and who knows he probably thinks the same thing about me but um, I'm still, you know, in the process, you right. know what I mean? And lately I've been thinking, I just really need to give myself time, even though low key, I don't want to, Right. But, you know, you have to give yourself time. Um, yeah. So, um, well, that's all we have for this episode. Um, thank you so much for being my first guest. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I consider it an honor. I'm the very first guest. Mm All right, now we're going to get into our time capsule segment of the show. Okay, so today, um, what we're going to put into our time capsule, this gem comes in the form of two lovebirds, uh, Mr. Murphy Wilson and Miss Lucinda Myers. Uh, Mr. Murphy Wilson is 70 years old and Miss Myers is 67. Well, that was their age at the time when this article came out. Um, and they are from Huntsville, Alabama. So I'll give you a little bit of background about these two. So Mr. Myers' wife passed away in 2013. And um, at the time, you know, after she passed away, he wasn't looking for anyone. Um, he just wasn't looking to to be in a relationship. Miss Myers had been divorced for 30 years. And like I said, they uh, went to church together and from time to time they would like greet each other and things like that and but it was really nothing. And then but Mr. Myers had noticed that, you know, that Lucinda had a very pretty smile. Um, so some friends kept pointing out, um, to Miss Myers that Mr. Wilson was single and, um, you know, but she really didn't do anything about it until she noticed that he wasn't at church one day. And then she, and then, you know, she was like, Oh, I wonder where he's at. And then, so she saw him at church and, um, she had asked him like where he had been. And so then that conversation just kind of sparked them having consistent conversations with the, each other. And then they decided to kind of get to know each other outside of church. And from that, a relationship was developed. And four months after that, they got engaged. So I really think that they deserve to kind of be in our time capsule hall of fame because they kind of you know at 70 and 67 they kind of encourage us to and remind us that it's never too late for love um in the article i was reading it was 
the they were getting their engagement photos um, taken and the photographer was commenting on how you know they just could not keep their hands off each other um, they were just so you know lovey-dovey and everything like that and Mr. Myers or Mr. Wilson he um, said this one quote he said um, a lot of times with younger oh no that's not it sorry <laughs> Mr. Wilson said that he never thought that he would be able to love that way again and I quote he said I never thought that I would be able to love this way again and he said it was a gift from God and that he felt highly favored and that is just so sweet and so just I don't know in the season of love the spirit of love I just think that we should put um, Mr. Wilson and Miss Myers in the our time capsule Hall of Fame just to remind us that it's never too late for love thank you all for tuning in to another episode of it's never too late peace wow <laughs>